Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and turn on notifications so that you will receive alerts when there are new episodes. Go get it. Grinding for so long, I wake up and chase my goals. I go out and I go get it. How to code, that's all I know. I don't succeed, then I don't breathe. Success, what does it mean? If I conquer all my goals, then I'm living out my dream. Dig deep, go out and get it. Success Chronicles, compete until it's finished. Success Chronicles, go take care of your business. Success Chronicles, it's deeper than just winning. Success Chronicles. up everybody this is chip baker coming to you uh with another topic session of the success chronicles and as, as you see i have four guys with me uh the Oganyemi brothers man just an awesome family uh, awesome group of men that are doing some awesome things well i said awesome about 10 times didn't I? <laughs> awesome you know uh man i and i told them off air I've, uh, you know, since I connected with these guys, I've truly been looking forward to, you know, getting them all together and just talking life. And today we're going to talk uh, tips on how to raise successful kids. You know, they are all involved in some great things, have achieved some great things and uh, just kind of, you know, attribute to, you know, their parents and, you know, where they come from and the people that they've been blessed and fortunate to be raised uh, by. And so just... That's kind of our, our motive, our, our topic, our means for the day. So first, um, uh, let's have the uh, – let's go through and each of you guys can tell, you know, your ages, if you don't mind, name and ages. I'm Dr. Clement Oganyemi, age 31. All right. Luke? <laughs> that couldn't yeah. have been more awkward. But I'm Joshua Oganyemi. Okay. And I'm 30. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I'm Olalu Ogunyemi. I'm 28. Dan? And I'm Daniel Ogunyemi, and I'm 23. All right. Well, uh, Josh, you want to do the honors? I know you said you, you, you told us off air you were the glue that held, it, held them all together. Yeah. You yeah, want to do the honors? <laughs> hey, look at that. Doc over there. He, like, got his lips up at you like... <laughs> uh, you want to do the honors, kind of tell, you know, the audience, you know, where, where you guys are from? Yeah. So um, we grew up in a small town, Ruston, Louisiana, it's northeast Louisiana. It's positioned between Shreveport and Monroe, if you're familiar. Um, not very much there. Um, we, we, we started off actually in Grambling and moved into the Ruston area, very rural. As a matter of fact, when we first moved there, um, it was it was very wooded forest area and cleared it dirt roads all that good stuff <laughs> probably imagine um, and it's it's even funny to to think about sometimes but yeah that's that's where we came from um, both our parents in the home um, we had two older sisters as well um, that that they grew up with us and and helped to raise us 
So I guess that's kind of the, the long and short of from small town, Ruston, Louisiana, in the backwoods, dirt roads to, to today. Okay, good deal. So let's, let's start with you, Kat. Um, what I would like to do is just have each of you guys, you know, just kind of talk about uh, what you are involved in, you know, currently, so the, so the audience can kind of get an idea of what you do and who you are. So, uh, Cap, Lou, we'll start with you first. All right. Yeah, I'm a captain of the United States Marine Corps. I'm a company commander, uh, and it's something I enjoy doing. Company commander at Marine Corps Recruit Depot, San Diego, so boot camp for those who don't know what that is. And I just – I have about uh, – currently I have about uh, – about 500 recruits and about you know 30 or so uh, drill instructors and officers that I oversee. So, all right, Josh, what about yourself? Um, I I've spent most of my time in customer service um, and and sales. So, um, currently, I'm a sales manager for the Jefferson Convention and Visitors Bureau, um, where I track groups and 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 events to the Greater New Orleans area. Sweet. All right, Doc. So currently, well, let me not say currently, all I do is finance. I love finance and accounting. Um, so I teach finance and accounting. Um, I also teach financial literacy. I put on seminars and I also presented seminars on financial independence, financial literacy, debt freedom. Um, and I'm also the owner and, and chief, chief operator of um, 4Q Financial. Um, which is my consulting firm where I do bookkeeping for organizations as well as financial planning. That's awesome. That's awesome. And Dan, what about you? I'm a philanthropist, man. I I work in human services, currently work for an organization called CASA, which stands for Court Appointed Special Advocate, um, as a volunteer coordinator, where I recruit, train, and supervise volunteers to advocate for children in foster care. That's awesome. So as you can see, audience, like I said, amazing guys doing amazing things. Um, and we all know that, you know, to achieve amazing things in your life, you have to be taught some amazing things, you know. And so uh, those things don't just happen. And so uh, if you guys can just kind of talk about, you know, some of the things that great things that you learned in your life uh, growing up you know, with your family and give them an idea about your parents too. I mean, I know some things, but if you don't mind, you know, kind of talking about your parents and kind of how they raised you guys. Okay. I'll start out since I'm the eldest of the four of us. Um, and I don't know if you can tell, <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, but every time my, my, my little brothers talk, I just, I can't help but smile because I'm, I'm super proud of them. You yeah. know, everything they've accomplished. Um, I've never had to bail any of them out of jail. Um, you know, I've never had to get a phone call that they're doing anything other than great things. So I'm, you know, every time they talk or every time I, I get a chance to talk about them, I, I do. And then I'm gleaming with pride because I, yeah. I feel like I did have a hand in raising them. But anyway, back to your question. And, and, uh, I, and I don't want to cut you off, but, but not only did I see that in you, but I saw that when, um, from each one. You know, when you and Dan's talking, Lou's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. So so go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. So I, I think one of the things that that um, in raising us, we, we did have, as, as Joshua stated, we did have both parents in our home, which was a huge thing for us, especially in our community. 
Um, a lot of my friends I found out later on in life were envious of that. You know, they said we really wanted what y'all had. You know, we would always look at the materialistic things that they had and say, man, we wish we had what they had. You know, we wish all the girls like this, but little did we know they wanted our lifestyle. You know, they said we wish we had our dad in our home. We wish, you know, our parents cared this much about us, you know, not knocking their parents or anything. But I, I can recall not being able to bring home a seat in any class, <laughs> you know, if we brought home a seat, it was a problem. Um, it didn't matter what the class was, you know, but our parents demanded perfection. Growing up, you know, I I, I, <laughs> I thought about running away at one time because I said, this is this is crazy. I said, this cannot be life. All my friends seem so laid back and yeah. I bring home a B minus and my dad would flip. You know, he'd say, you know, um, no, this is unacceptable. I'd bring home a 98 and he'd say, oh, it can be 100. And I'm like, this guy is crazy. <laughs> like, this is an A. Everybody else scored an F and I got a 98. And he said, well, it could be 100. You know, and looking back, now that, now that I have my own sons, I'm like, wow, this is, I see where he was going with this. Extreme, maybe. But, but I see what he was, where he was going. He was trying to mold me into a man, you know, understanding that, eventually I would become a man. Now, I might have been a boy at the time, but eventually, you know, I would become a man that he didn't have to come visit in jail. You know, I'd become a man that he can be proud of because anytime I've listened to him talk about, you know, his children and, you know, it's, it's insane because he just brags. He'll go on and on. I'm like, oh, here he goes. But, you know, he did give us that, that, that solid foundation, that discipline that we needed, you know. Hey, before you go outside to play ball, you're going to do your work. You're going to read a book. As you can see, these books behind me, this is this is where we grew up, by the way. We had encyclopedias. Literally, they're all around me. We never read all of them. <laughs> we never read any of them, actually. But, you know, they surrounded, They did a good job surrounding us with positive things and positive reinforcement. You know, hey, reading is fundamental. And now it's, it's, so, it's so strange how things come full circle because now I – you know, I find myself in Barnes and Noble, whereas growing up, I hated it. And I say, oh, man, we got to read again. We have to read again. But now I understand, you know, it's the fundamentals. It's that discipline. It's understanding that, hey, most things you need to know probably can be found in a book. And now they make it in 2018. They make it so easy. They have audio books. They made it easy to read a lot of the stuff that we need to understand. Exactly. You know, a lot of the things that we need to understand, they put in, in these easy to read books with nice colorful, big, bright pictures that help us understand anything we need to know. Um, and I think those, and I, and I let my brothers kind of tell what, you know, we've, we've endured or what we've seen growing up. Um, but those, those are two of the things that I think really helped us, you know, the, the demand for perfection. And that's with both parents. You know, my mom was the same way. Um, a little tidbit of information, our elementary school was literally across the field from where my dad worked. So we knew Anytime we stepped out of line, we could look out the window and he was walking across that field. And my dad's only about five foot, what would you say, five seven-ish, five six. So he's a little guy, but he was very intimidating. (laughs) (laughs) Very intimidating. (laughs) See him come across that field and uh, we were like, oh boy, here we go. And we can guarantee if any one of us got in trouble, he was going to visit each one of the classrooms to make sure that we were in line. So, you know, a lot of people knew our parents because they would be at the school demanding perfection. You know, if we had a, a B in English, especially that would, that part would drive my mom, poor mom up a wall because she would say, you know, how do you have a B in English? That's the only language, you know? And I'm like, well, mother, <laughs> it's not just about language. It's about, you know, some of this stuff doesn't make sense to me, you know, but yeah. 
you know, both of them would demand, and to this day, you know, they, they're a lot more laid back, but I understand where they were going. They wanted to get us to the point where we're not complacent mm-hmm. and where we're not just saying, okay, well, I'll settle <laughs> with, you know, I made a B or I made a, a 98. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. No, shoot for a hundred, you know, shoot for, you know, the top. I always want to be on top. Um, it's made us competitive in sports. Um, if, if you ask anybody about us, they, they hate to see us play basketball together because we're going to argue for the next, you know, three hours, uh, whether we're on the same team or not. We're we're going to argue because we're all competitors and we all demand that same perfection, you know, the entire time. And, and poor Dan, because we he got the, the worst of it because we demanded – we still demand perfection from him because he's the baby. Um, and he, he's a little spoiled, but, you know, we, we still demand that same level of perfection from him. Um, that our parents ha- have instilled in us. That's awesome. You know, uh, as you were saying those things, it, it, it kind of made me reflect on the way I was raised. And just like you said with your sons, the way I'm raising my son as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, the same things. I mean, you know, uh, like we're not shooting to be average, dude. You know, <laughs> like uh, we're going, yeah, you're going to get it. You know, and uh, got a funny story. You know, one of my son's teachers, you know, he happened, she happened to send, you know, just an email about something to my wife. And, you know, within like 15 or 20 minutes, I was at the school, you know. <laughs> and uh, and uh, like, hey, uh, no, you don't have to come to the classroom. I'll send them to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's it. Well, Josh, what, what about you, man? What are some things that you saw uh, growing up that you think helped you guys? Yeah, so to shed some light on some of the things Clement's saying is uh, my our dad's Nigerian, so uh, <laughs> notorious for education and um, not taking any anything less than an A. I, he said C. I, you got to bring a C home? I don't remember that. <laughs> I, no. it, it was just always having a so so a demand for academic excellence was was one thing. Um, and so that was huge. That was really big. And like you said, it was always present because of proximity. And then we had those observation classes in school. As I'm sure you remember, Chip. It, we never knew when he was in there watching us. And then every now and then he'd get a little light tap on the door and he'd be right there like this. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so the academic excellence and then also, you know, to building some, some integrity that you never know <laughs> when he's watching. Um, and so back to home, uh, my mom, she took care of the house. You know, we ate fresh cooked food daily. Um, she made sure all of our homework was done and it was done right. And um, a big thing that she, t- she taught was if you do it right the first time, you don't have to do it again. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's something I took. So I, I from that, I, I picked up an extreme um, attention to detail. My penmanship, my presentation, yeah. everything is, I, I don't go without ironing my clothes, um, Dan Olalu. Um, I don't go without ironing my clothes. <laughs> or, you know, again, my penmanship, my presentation, everything has to be on point because um, that's, that's what I, I blame from my mom is that she instilled those, those things cleanliness, organization, Dan Olalu. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, just a few things that you know that, that stick with me. 
And it was just because she didn't play. If we didn't wash the dishes correctly, well, probably all the dishes were coming out the cabinet. Yeah, do it again. Do it right. Yeah. We, you can only erase on your homework so many times before you have to ball that piece of paper up and start yeah. off. So it was, again, it was a pursuit of perfection. And it's something I can appreciate now um, because I don't even use pencil to write. I can use pen because I'm confident in what I put to paper. I feel confident in what I present to the public. So the academic excellence and, and then the structure and organization and attention to detail. And then one last thing is with my dad, never saw him take a day off of work. And I didn't realize until I'm in it myself and people are like, you need to take a break. You need to take a break. And I'm just like, I'm going. I don't know anything else. My example was you get up, you go to work every day. Period. Now he's got... I don't know how much of vacation time saved up, years of vacation time saved up, and he can do what he wants. Um, and it, that's good and bad, but that was that's something big that I picked up. And it was just you get up, you go to work every day, even on vacation. Like I'm, I'm finding something to do, something where I can be uh, productive. Um, and so, some what my mom said to us is, you should never look back at the day and not be able to say something that you've accomplished, something that you, you, you've done. I like it. What about you, Lou? All right, so uh, the way I look at it, I try, because I built my leadership philosophy in the Marine Corps actually based upon what my parents taught us, uh, which, is, which is pretty cool. Um, so the first thing, and I do it, I try to keep it really simple because that's, that's how I think, right? So A, B, C, D. Uh, the first one was always C to inspire. Uh, and that's one thing we talked about, um, setting an example. It's, that's, that's, that's the main thing that our parents did for us, and that's what Josh was just hit, alluding to. They always set the example because I heard somebody say, more is caught than taught. Man. Mm. I mean, no matter what they would have said to us, if my mom said, hey, this is how you know I expect a woman to be treated, but every time we open the door for her, she just walked through and, and twist her head or something weird, then obviously I would open the door for her and uh, be a gentleman today. If my dad said, you, you know, he always, he, he always used to say, well, if you don't work, you don't eat. Well, if he didn't work, then how would that look? You know, what kind of example would be set? So the uh, first thing was uh, just that inspirational leadership, uh, just setting an example for us. Uh, the second one was being patient. Uh, believe it or not, it takes a, an enormous amount of patience dealing with Joshua, Daniel, and Clement. I mean, I can remember a story that my mom was telling where she said, hey, Joshua, this is an S. Joshua, what letter is this? M. Joshua, this is an S. What letter is this? L. So, I mean, 22, however, you, how old are you? You're 22 years old, whatever. It doesn't matter. So what I'm saying is that you just have to be patient. A lot of times we pray for patience and then children pop up. That, that is no coincidence. Uh, the, the third one is care. You have to genuinely care for them, uh, for your children. And, and our parents definitely did genuinely care for us. They were there. My mom, I mean, oh, my goodness, chasing us around. I mean, four of us chasing us around the woods to play, uh, playing basketball all over the place in Louisiana because we went to a small school. So you know how, you know how it is, Chip. You go to a small school, you bounce all over those little – Rinky dick towns to play basketball. My mom's right behind us in her, you know, in her vehicle, just following us and and just genuine care, just caring about listening to us, hearing what we say. Even to this day, uh, if I have a problem or if, even if I don't have a problem, if I don't hear from my dad in, in a day or two, he's gonna he's gonna text me and say, hey, hey, stranger, uh, uh, does my son still have this number? 
because he's all, he's always looking. He's always caring. He has a genuine care and concern for us. Uh, and then the last one, and this is something that that we have. I'm not even gonna get too deep into it, but uh, discipline. A lot of times we don't we don't like to think about that discipline uh, because you know you know for some reason I'm not gonna dive too deep into it, but uh, discipline is, is is what carries you. It's what really makes us successful. Like, Statue of limitations is cool. Hey, I, I understand. <laughs> I know what you mean, brother. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, we, I, I have, I'm working with a lot of teenagers now. I got 18, 19 year olds, even 28 year olds. They have no discipline at all. And, it, and it's weird because they bounce from thing to thing and they come to the Marine Corps and they even try to quit. And they're just going from place to place, starting things, not finishing things. That's because they have no discipline. And our parents ensured that, we, that they instilled discipline into us. Uh, whether their methods are uh, what we agree with or not, hey, they instilled the discipline. I mean, I can tell you, uh, Clement, Clement probably had one, one of the worst uh, worst things ever, but I can guarantee you Clement will never, ever leave before a basketball game again. <laughs> he, <laughs> learned. he learned, huh? Yeah, he learned. He learned. He learned not uh, it's, it's certain things that you don't, you don't do. Uh, so, you know, those are things they just instilled into us. Uh, so those are four, four uh, points that I like to make. Okay, and what about you? Well, you didn't. I realized you didn't share one of the most memorable stories that we all have about your discipline. So I'll share it. Um, <laughs> Mr. Olalu and Joshua kind of alluded to this. Olalu and poor Dan, they 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 came along during my parents' latter years. They were a little older. They were a little bit more lax, or so they thought. So Mr. Olalu here uh, didn't used to like to make his bed. Um, <laughs> And my mother also demanded perfection when she folded clothing. It, it was a thing of beauty. Like, she would fold clothes like you would see in the department store by hand. It's oh, weird. It was it's borderline OCD. Yeah. And so Mr. Olalu here would go and ball his clothes up that she has labored over all day Don't and throw them in his drawer. We tried for a while. But on this particular day, this gentleman <laughs> decided that he wasn't going to make his bed, which he did often. He often did not make his bed. So my mother went into his room and said, oh, you don't want to make your bed? I guess you don't need it. And flipped the floor at his feet. <laughs> it's funny. Um, we laugh about it now. Every time we go to visit, the boy's bed is made up to perfection. And it's, I, I think she kind of helped um, carve out his career path into uh, yeah. the armed services. <laughs> because now his house is like immaculately clean. Yeah. He, he, he irons his clothing sometimes. Um, his bed is made up. I've visited him several times, and all the beds are made up. The house is clean. I'm like, I'm not, I, I guess all this paid off. I said, I thought she was crazy at the time because she. I, I watched her flip his bed over. Yeah. I watched her dump his drawers out. And I said, I guess it, it paid off because I, I visited all my brothers, and I don't see clothes laying around. I don't see their beds unmade. I said, oh, <laughs> I guess all that craziness paid off. But Alalu didn't share that that fun story with with the world and he should he's probably right I, about I didn't it. think about that i didn't think about I that when you were in boot camp and and now look at you <laughs> captain <laughs> in the marines you know i, I didn't know how much time we had i don't i know we don't have all dates because i was about to i have a lot of stories i can go down the list but you know we don't have much time hey, <laughs> hey, Tim, this 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 happens all often where it's my turn to talk and somehow <laughs> some how it never gets to my turn to talk. So I'm going to yeah. cut everybody off, and I'm going to give my spiel. All right. So, you know, after the pulling out the <laughs> the secrets and telling on each other, 
uh, we finally had some time for my guy Dan, the young, <laughs> you know. And he said they, he's like, Chip, they always do this to me. They always cut me off and don't give me time to talk. <laughs> so, my man Dan, you're up, man. What are some things that uh, you saw in your household that has truly helped you be the person that you are today? Sure. Uh, first thing is I saw um, a lot of persistence from my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, she tried six times and finally got it right. Uh, <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> uh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> joke like nah, I just, I just, I just thought about that one. That was a good one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that one from now on. That was yeah, man, one. that that is good. <laughs> no, nah, but but uh, on more serious note, um, I was wondering why nobody had said the discipline piece at first. But for real, discipline was the main um, thing growing up. I learned a lot what not to do from my siblings. Um, yeah. Just being a youngest, I mean, I think that naturally happens. They taught me a lot what to do. Um, I, I go in reverse order. A lot of was more hands-on, here's what you got to do. Joshua was more like the philosopher, Aristotle type. You know, every time I had to learn something, Joshua wanted to lecture me for some reason. And Clement was more of the, ironically, Clement was more like the drill sergeant himself. You know what I mean? Clement would come, we would come home after school. We would watch BET when we weren't supposed to. But in the meantime, Clement would be like, hey, go clean this up. Clean up the bathroom. Dad. How did you clean the ba- the bathroom and it still looks and smells like this? I'm like, man, what is this dude talking about? But so discipline for me happened from my dad, my mom, all the way down, um, which which was a which leads me to my next point of respect. Um, I had to learn respect. Growing up in a Nigerian home, any Nigerian home, I think you probably better learn some type of respect. Um, but both my parents really honed in on that respect. I remember one time. Um, I, I must have been in elementary, and I, I came home and said, well, man, they, they aren't my parents. They are my mom. They are my dad talking about my teachers. And my dad said, boy, when you're at school, they are your parents. I had to go think about that one for a couple of days. I'm like, man, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but what he was saying is that you respect. You say yes, ma'am. You say yes, sir. You say no, ma'am, no, sir. Um, and you respect your elders. You respect those that are in authority. Um, most times with minimal um talk back with minimal anything um unless it's yes sir no sir yes ma'am no ma'am um which i i really 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 do appreciate and even now people are like you don't have to call me ma'am you don't have to call me sir yeah i do because i don't know i don't know where my dad is like joshua was saying i don't know if he's listening right now i don't don't know if my mom is yeah (laughs) i don't know what's happening so so yeah that i think those are like two of the biggest things amongst what all my brothers have already said. Um, and then just really reiterating that we're family. You know, we we really, there's no there's no time for us to be beefing with one another because we are family. And um, Josh said he was the glue or whatever he called. I, I think that was more so my mom. She definitely would, she definitely would tell us that we, you know, we got to stay together. We have to do, we, we can't argue. We don't have time to argue over menial things and things that have no type of um, substance, no type of anything that's relevant to our lives, to our careers. And so she helped us stay focused on um, what, we're, what we need to do, how we need to do it, and how we need to do it together. 
Um, and the last thing, which I think was alluded to, is the support and the sacrifices that my parents gave. I remember when I first learned um, how much my dad made. It was during the fat. I was filling out FAFSA for, for school. And, um, of course, I had to get his information, which he was still reluctant to tell me for some reason. Um, but once I found out, I'm like, I'd start doing the math. I'm like, man, hold on. Because I know good and well we had to shop at Payless for some reason. And we had to do a lot. Of, we had to make a lot of sacrifices, which on the outside, a lot of people called our family perfect. And to this day, we are not 23 years later. We're still not perfect. Um, and people still want to think that our families are perfect. And that's not the case. Um, but what that taught me is that everything in life isn't based off of tangible um, items. It, that's, that's not what life is about. And. And then I've heard stories about how much my parents sacrificed career-wise, um, even some of their money, their resources, their time. And it's like, man, they did that for us. Um, they didn't have to. I meet people all the time who didn't have that. And just the fact that we have that, we had that growing up and still have those sacrifices that they make is really, really encouraging. And so I think those things have, have helped me, helped us become who we are um, as, as individuals, as men, as um success stories that's awesome man uh greatly stated dan i know you know we had to wait a while to, to hear you say it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to help you out here man you know big brothers you know i'm trying to help, help you out baby boy but, yeah, I appreciate you know it. Yeah, i thought dan was going to mention I, I thought he was about to say that he was the glue that held us together and i was going to correct him and let him know that you're more like the uh sap on the outside of the <laughs> though you were sticky <laughs> but uh, it was it was greatly stated though, Dan. Man, just the thing of how you put it together. Uh, I, I think it's awesome. Couple things on on your deal. I think it's awesome uh, when you can be the youngest one, and you have just like you said, like you know, dad, mom. You know, you go down a list of people that you just great people that you get to see in your household. You know, like, oh, that's how I need to be. You know that, uh, you know, you know that that you learn from. I think yeah. it's awesome. And then the other thing, and I'm sure you guys, you know, and I can like, I, it wasn't my house. Uh, I didn't really know that we were without, you know, until I went out and saw other things because we were so rich in love. Right. Right. You know, and you know, I, you know, you know, just hearing your story, I'm thinking it's the exact same for you guys. You know, like, you know, you didn't know, like, well, maybe, you know, then you go see, oh, wow. But I, I'd take that any day. Right. Right. You know, just the experiences that I've been blessed and fortunate to have, the love in the house, the appreciation for the sacrifices, the discipline, um, you know, the, those tough things that you learn when you're younger. Like you say, you don't, you don't realize it, you know, dad, like, you know. <laughs> You know, you know, no. You know, he's like, man, this dude is mean. Like, what is he? Right. Doing? right. <laughs> like you be, you know, doctor, captain. You know, it helps you. You know, it helps get you. You know, to to where you have to be. And so, I just think that you guys are truly blessed to have had uh, amazing upbringing, and I think it's awesome. Again, like I said, when I started, man, I said amazing like 10 times, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm going to say it again. It's amazing. 
but you know, I don't, I don't think we talked about what it is that I know when I interviewed Doc, we talked about you know what your dad does. Mm-hmm. So, so if one of you guys don't mind kind of telling, you know, because that's pretty cool too. So our dad has been a professor in the College of Education. I'm 31, so it's been, I think, 28 years that he's been at Grambling State. Um, and Dan kind of alluded, or I think it was Dan kind of alluded to one of the sacrifices that he made. Um, I wish I could remember the name of the school he was at in Detroit, Michigan. Um, but that's where we actually were um, for the first two years of my life, I do believe. Um, three years, because we moved here in 1990. But he sacrificed his career um, because he didn't want to see his children in the streets. Um, because Detroit at the time, it was it was bad and it was getting worse. Um, and so he said, you know, we need to move to an area. It took a, a huge pay cut, you know. Um, and as some people say, may have committed ca- career suicide. But, you know, he wanted to make sure that we were not in the streets. And who knows, we might have been, you know. Um, because there's always those influencers that come in and out of your life. And if you're not strong in yourself, then you, you know, you're easily influenced. Um, but he's been a professor in the college of education. He's helped, um, a lot of people complete their dissertations. Um, that's actually how I got into grad school is because one of his students that he graduated was, is, is over the diversity program at the university of Arkansas. Um, so, you know, he's impacted a lot of people's lives, you know, just from, hey, we're sitting up till two o'clock in the morning, we're gonna get your dissertation done so you can graduate. Um, and that's one thing that I've heard from a lot of his students. They're like, he is hard, he is mean, but he cares about us. You know, he we can tell, you know, cause at the time they're like, man, your dad is mean, we don't wanna take his class. But each and every one of them that I've talked to since then has said, man, he he's one of the few professors that really cared about us, that really cared about our education, really cared about us graduating. Um, and he just, he's a genuine person that really will go above and beyond to make sure that they were getting the education that they needed and make sure that um, they graduated on time. And I think that's why he preached, edu- not only is he Nigerian, he's also a, a professor, which is what, you know, I think two of the main reasons he pushed education so hard is because it's deep in his core. You know, that's, that's what he came here for. That's what he came from Nigeria to America for is to pursue education. So, you know, it's kind of like, how dare you not take it seriously when, you know, we had to fight to get here. We had to really sacrifice a lot. You know, his father passed while he was um, pursuing his doctor degree. So it's like, how dare you not take education seriously when so many people have sacrificed so much for you to get where you are. That's it. Again, guys, I truly appreciate you taking the time to, to interview with me and talk the topic. And um, I just, to the parents, uh, when y'all see this, I think, you know, I just want to make sure that I say it, that it's truly amazing job that, that you've done and want to just commend you for the sacrifices that you've made because that's what I would, that's what I say to my, my parents too, you know, just so appreciative of the way that they raise us. And, and you can't, you can't say, we can't say I love you and I appreciate you enough for, to those people, man because they've truly made us great, great folks. And, and yeah. you know, it all comes from them. And so that's where it all starts. So thank you guys. And um, thank you guys for watching this episode. And we'll see you next time. God bless. Right. Thanks, Chip. Oh, Chip, something I forgot to tell you is uh, my dad always talks about perseverance. And the first thing he, he tells us all the time 
when life gives you lemon, with no S, you make lemonade. So <laughs> it's something that sticks out of my mind. He will never stop saying that. He said he used to say when we were little, but I'm pretty sure he just started saying that we all got, got older. <laughs> That's accurate. And, and it's so true, man. Uh, uh, it's funny. It's funny that that you bring that up. I had an incident in college that was that was pretty rough for me, and uh, and and I you know call home, and that was the exact same thing that my mom told me, and I wrote that on my locker, yeah. you know, my football locker, so I could see it every day, you know, and like, but I had an S on mine though. <laughs> <laughs> when life gives you lemons, make lemonade, man. and and that's good stuff. <laughs> I am I am kind of shocked that none of them mentioned. Um, they talked about discipline, but they failed to mention that we're all musicians, and yeah. the way we got started was because um, we kind of didn't have a choice. It was you know my dad has been a minister forever, also so. It was, hey, anytime there's a program, y'all better participate. And if we decided we're going to sit in that audience, we'll get a, the, the glare from hell from the pulpit. And he's like, you better get your butt up here and do something. So we all picked up music. Um, and it's kind of just stuck, you know, to this day. You know, you can't, if the four of us get in the room and you got some some, some instruments laying around, you, you better guarantee they're going to get played. Um, but that's because he, you know, instilled that in us. Hey, you don't just go to church just to go to church. You go there to participate and give of your talents. Um, and I tell people, I, I don't, you know, I'm not the shout around, dance around the church type of guy. I said, I'm not the carry the offering tray type of guy. I said, my way of giving back and giving in the service and participating and praising is through music. And that's, you know, that's all I know. You know, I said, I can't go to a church if the music's not on point because that's something that's just been instilled in me. That's my part. That's what I can what we can give back um, when we're in church or anywhere else where there's music to be played. Yeah, I think um, that's a trait too, again, just like all of the, the things that we've talked about. I think that's a trait that carries over to your life. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you, you, my mom, boy, you're going to give service. Like my mother and my grandmother, they were um, ministers of music in all of the churches that we've been in. So, you know, I, I feel, you know, you're going to give service. You're going to sing in the choir. You're going to usher. With an R, right? But you're gonna you're gonna sing in the choir, boy. You're gonna usher, you know. And so you know, I chose to be a, a usher, <laughs> but but yes, uh, giving service that carries over to your life, and you know, it's an infectious thing, contagious, yeah. infectious. Mm -hmm. You know, There's so um, many things like he mentioned that like it's so many things like we can never really get to that yeah. you know that we carry through to every day. I think probably a big like even teamwork. The fact, yeah, yeah. Like, in a, a household that big, I mean, you can either decide to play as a team, or I mean, you don't have a choice. You go play. Yeah, like, see, <laughs> you have to, and you, yeah. you learn that, like Dan said, like with with conflict, like we don't really have time to 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 fight and stuff like that. I mean, yep, yeah, of course we we go through that's a, that's part of being on a team. Like you're gonna fight at times, but at the end of the day, we all got each other's back. Um, as my dad would say, you do not fight your brother. <laughs> my mom told us the same thing. Like, like hey. your brothers, you don't fight. Hey. Like, it, and it's so real. Like, you know, like, I get what they were saying. Yes, yeah. you don't fight. But, yeah, we're, we're going to fight. But at the end of the day, we got each other's back. At the beginning of the day, we got each other's back. We have each other's best interest. And really looking at that, 
that's a big part of the conflict resolution is that I know that this person has my best interest. I know that we're probably saying the same thing, just in a different way. And I mean, I, we, we all work in environments where we are where this on a job or wherever and with our own families that, you know, teamwork is really important. And that's something got to have that was instilled early on and, and going to church religiously and the discipline from that in that regard, we didn't miss church services. Yeah. Like, like we earn extra points or something. Yeah, I like <laughs> church, church yeah. bonus points. Yeah, hey, yeah. Let, me, let me let me warn you, man. Like, uh, if parents and you know, I still believe. Hey, y'all might want to ease up on on talking like your dad. Man, you might you might still do it. Okay, and, hey, I'm gonna just say this, Dad. Okay, when you watch, hey, I wasn't involved. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's good stuff. Well, since everybody since everybody else said one more thing, I'm gonna say one more thing. We're okay. all members of the. <laughs> we are all members of the greatest fraternity in the world, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Um, three generations strong now, from my dad to us four, mm-hmm. and now our oldest nephew is now a member of Alpha Phi Alpha. So, uh, I just want to throw that in there, just in case anybody was wondering. There you go. There you go. Well, guys, again, thank y'all so much. Uh, I truly enjoyed it, man. Um, I don't know. It's just awesome. We need to do it again sometime. Definitely. Round two. Go get it.